two, one, two, check, check, check. One, two, check, one, two, one, two, check, check. entered Jerusalem for the last time the people welcomed him with enthusiasm and with uh, cries of praise and, and with shouts they put palm branches in front of him and they shouted Hosanna blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord and I'm not sure that they knew exactly who he really was I'm not sure they knew exactly what Messiah really meant but they were right to welcome him and they were right to say blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So let's do that this morning. Let's welcome our God here. Let's stand. We're going to sing a song called Hosanna. 
And may our God this morning, it's our prayer that our God will be here, will be enthroned on our praises. And it's our prayer that his presence will be made manifest among us, not just something that we think about or, or a person or a thing that we imagine, but he will be real here in our hearts, in our praises as we sing this morning. So won't you join us? And you know what else? What? All those people were yelling and screaming at the top of their lungs on Palm Sunday. It's Messiah coming down the road. So let's just get a little excited about Jesus. What do you say? All right. Praise is rising. Eyes are turning to you. We turn to you. Hope is stirring. Hearts are yearning for you. We long for you. Cause when we see you, we find strength to face the day. In your presence, all our fears are washed away. Washed away, Hosanna, Hosanna, you are the God who saves us, worthy of all our praises, Hosanna, Hosanna, come have your way. i 
find strength to face the day And in your presence all our fears are washed away Sing that again, it's true Cause when we see you we find strength to face the day your presence, all our fears are washed away, washed away. Hosanna, Hosanna, you are the God who saves us, worthy of all our praises. Hosanna. Welcome the folks around you. Give them a handshake. Give them a hello. God bless you.
Something happened yesterday, a couple of things. Uh, we had some quizzers go down to um, District Quiz, and um, they did something. They quizzed. But more importantly, they, they quizzed so well that we have two quizzers who have qualified to go to the World Quiz International. In Indianapolis, Indiana, come in June. And so we want to see Ella, and we want to see Zahara. Come on up here. 
So we just, uh, we thank Jennifer for taking them down there. And you guys got trophies? Yeah? Cool. South Texas District Quiz 2017, and you both qualified for International Quiz. Now, here's the deal. Somehow, we got to get them there. Now, I haven't talked with my leadership team today, but I have talked with them in the past, and they, uh, they agreed with me that we've got to do something to make sure these kids get to International Quiz. I don't know if we've ever had International Quizzers from this church, but... By George, we're going to have this year, and we're going to send them. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray about it. I want you to think about it, and I want you to do something special. If the Lord speaks to you and says, you know what? I want you to write a check for 5 bucks or 10 bucks or 15 bucks or $100 or $200. Um, we've got to put them up in about four nights worth of hotel. We've got to pay for some meals. We've got to help them with their fuel to get there and back. And it's going to be, you know, a little bit of, of money involved. So... Uh, we haven't necessarily budgeted for that this year because we didn't know this was going to happen. So this is kind of extra. So if you've got some extra, go without your your go without Starbucks. Here, here's the deal: go without Starbucks for five days, and you know what? That's almost twenty-five bucks. Five bucks a pot, you know, a pop for Starbucks. That's almost $25. Make a promise. You'll go without Starbucks for a week and give that money instead to, to the kids to help them get to international quiz. What do you think? Can we do it? I think we can do it. So we just want to applaud you one more time. Way to go, ladies. We are so proud of you. You may go back to your seats. And one way or the other, we're going to get them there. Amen? Amen. I've got a little video clip. We played it last week. I want to play it again because I want you to keep this week's offering in the forepart of your mind. Over 700 missionaries serving over 160 world countries. And every Sunday we take an offering, we're a part of supporting them. Isn't that awesome? We're a part of supporting a worldwide missionary effort across the entire globe. And this morning I want us to take just a moment, we're going to pray. Because there's some very unusual things happening in our world right now. Uh, there's been another bombing. There's been another suicide bombing that has taken place in Egypt. And um, I'll tell you, um, those who do not believe in Jesus Christ are hell-bent on destroying the work and the ministry and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they will do anything and everything that they can to make sure that the word doesn't go out. But I want to stand before you this morning and say that I am confident, 100% confident, that as long as there is life and breath in the church of the Nazarene, the message of Jesus will go out through the voices of Nazarene missionaries around the world. I know it will, but they will be silenced if we don't support them.
And so next Sunday is a very special Sunday. As you know, I don't necessarily like the term Easter, but I love the term resurrection. And so next Sunday on Resurrection Sunday, we're going to celebrate by giving a special offering over and above our tithes and offerings. And uh, you will be able to get involved in that. There'll be special envelopes handed out next Sunday. Would you be praying about, could I give a little extra? Could I give a little extra to the kids? Could I give a little extra to World Evangelism Offering? You know what I think the answer is? I think the answer is, yes, I really could. It just means that I've got to cut out a couple of things that really are not essential in my dietary intake, in what I decide that I'm going to do for fun or things that I'm going to do over here or money that I'm going to spend here. Maybe I won't go someplace and I'll save the gas and that would be five bucks that I could give. Every little bit helps when it comes to World Evangelism Offering and we want to give that next week. So please take time to be praying about that. And one of the things it said was take a missions trip. We've got a missions trip going in June, I believe. No, July. When is it? June, yeah, I knew it was in June. Yeah, it's, I just forgot, momentary madness. But it's going in June and out at the welcome, one of the tables out here, you can buy a couple of tickets. Number one, next Sunday, very, very, very special day of events. Sunrise service at 7.30. Breakfast together at 8.30. Family Sunday school at 9.30. Worship service at 10.45. It's going to be a full day of stuff to do. Just plan to invite somebody to come along with you for the entire day. But if you're going to celebrate with us and have breakfast, you've got to get a ticket. Really inexpensive. How much are the tickets, Pastor Brad? $2.50. Here's what I know. You can't go to McDonald's and get a breakfast for $2.50. But you can come here and get a breakfast for $2.50. So be sure and get your ticket. And then the last Sunday of this month, we're going to have the Italian trio uh, coming and not singing for us, but they're going to be serving for us. Okay? It'll be an Italian trio lunch also to, to help support missions. So those two functions are helping to support a mission trip. Gentlemen, I'm going to ask if you would come and receive God's tithes and our offerings. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be in your house. We thank you, Lord, that we can worship in freedom this morning. We don't have to be worried about somebody coming in and shutting us down. Father, the only one that can shut us down this morning is ourselves when we refuse to worship. So we lift up the name of Jesus. Father, I think of those Christians around the world today that are being persecuted and attacked for their Christianity. Father God, encourage their hearts. Some of them have been maimed. Some of them have been even killed for the faith in Christ. I pray, Father, for their families. I pray for them. I lift them up, dear Jesus. Oh, God. We don't know what it's like in the United States of America to suffer for the message of Christ. Father, we lift them up. Be with those families that have lost loved ones this last week in these, these terrorist attacks. Be with those that have lost home and, and belongings this weekend in fires, a couple of fires in the Waco and surrounding area. Lord, we just lift up those people who desperately need Jesus today continue to celebrate and worship, I pray that your almighty hand would be upon this offering. We lift it up as a glory offering to you, a thanks offering to you. And all God's people said,
It's a special moment. Thank you, Jesus. Come and flood our souls, I pray, with your very essence, your very presence. You're stronger than our sin. You're stronger than our disease. You're stronger than our heartache. You're stronger than our circumstances. You are stronger. It is written. You are risen. And when we serve a risen Savior, there's nothing that is impossible with you. Thank you, Jesus. I just love that chorus. Sing it one more time. You are stronger. You are stronger. Sin is broken. You have saved me. It is written. Christ is risen. Jesus, you. people say. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Pastor Judy Castro is going to come up and share a story with our kids. So kids, come on now. Oh, the kids. And it's so good to have Pastor Judy Wigman back with us today. Looking good. Looking good. Good to see your face. Love you, lady. God bless you. Pastor Judy, but you know be over there, don't you? Yeah. Well, I'm Pastor Judy also, and it's good to be here. Oh, here comes a couple more. Come on around. Wasn't it good singing today? Praising God. Well, I have a couple pictures here, and this first one I want to show you, I'd like for you to, somebody tell me, what is this? Yes. And do you know that there was a very special donkey in the Bible? Yes. Well, one day Jesus' disciples were coming into town. And Jesus sent two of his disciples to go to this house and find a donkey colt. That means a young donkey. It wasn't ridden before. And they went and they found And Jesus sat on that donkey and come riding into town. And as he did, people started putting their coats out on the ground. And that donkey and Jesus rode over those. And they started eating branches all over. Praise. To God. Now, Hosanna means save us now. Now, the people thought that Jesus was going to be their king, and he was a king. They were shouting to him like a king, and a king, a humble king, comes riding in on the donkey. And they were shouting, Save us, save us now, Hosanna. They were praising God. 
because they wanted to be saved from the Roman government. Not saved of their sins, but Jesus came to save us of our sin. The things that we do in our, in our hearts and lives that are wrong. And Jesus says, you call on me and you believe in me and I will save you. But they thought he was going to come and be a king. And he was going to wipe out the Roman government. And he was just going to do away with them. And then they wouldn't be slaves to the Roman government anymore. There was lots of people in town that day. It was a Passover season. And Passover was very, very important. Passover was celebrated every year because of what happened many, 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 many years before that. Where the people were slaves. And God said, I'm going to rescue you. But you must take a lamb. And you must take his blood and you put it on the doorpost. And when I spirit comes through tonight, it's going to kill the firstborn of all of those who do not have the blood on the doorpost. And so they all took a lamb and they put their blood on the doorpost. And when the angel came and killed all of the firstborn, all but the Israelites, God's chosen people. And so from that point on, the people were then set free to go to their promised land. But the people of Jesus' day didn't realize that they weren't going to have to put blood on the doorpost anymore because Jesus was going to be their special lamb. And he was going to die at the end of that week. And his blood was going to be spilled out so that it would cover our sin. We believe in him. And so they were shouting, wanting him to be a king, and he was the king, the king of his kingdom. And we can be a part of that kingdom. After he went in town riding on a donkey, the next day he went into the temple and he began to throw out the men that were selling and making money in the temple in the church. And when they came out, the Pharisees wanted to get rid of Jesus. They were angry at him. And when they stepped out of the temple, there were children and they were waving their palm branches still and they were singing praises to God, singing praises to Jesus. They were still praising him. They knew that Jesus was special. And boys and girls, Jesus is very special to us. Because he died on the cross just a week after riding through town so that we could have eternal life when we believe in him. And so he wants us to praise him. He says, praise the Lord. That's what he wants one of us to do is to praise the Lord. And that's what we've been doing in here this morning. Praises to God for who he is. Yes, ma'am. I have a book called The Little Dirt People, and it has a prayer set. It has and, pr and it has the words that God died on the cross. Yes, that's very important. We need to remember that, don't we? Yes. And, and so we need to praise God, and we need to thank him. We need to thank him not just because of the 
us. These people remembered that he had healed the sick, he had raised Lazarus from the dead, and he had done all kinds of great things. But in his home in heaven up every day when you get up we need to praise goes all reasons to praise him and so we can say, Hosanna. Can you shout that with me? Hosanna. We want to say praise to God. Let's say praise the Lord. Praise Lord. Lord. Come on. If you Lord. That's right. Let's right now and praise God. Father, thank you for giving us your son, Jesus Christ, who came and suffered death on the cross that we might live. And we want to give him praise today for who he is and for what he's done. We love you, and we know that you love us. Be with these boys and girls and help them through this week. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Be dismissed. This morning we're going to be reading a scripture found in Matthew, Matthew 21. And as they approached Jerusalem, on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what is spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, see your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey and a colt, the foal of a donkey. The donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on him. For the very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna, the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. And when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? And the crowd answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there. And he overturned the tables and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said, my house will be called a house of prayer. But you are making it a den of robbers. The blind and the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them. But when the chief priests and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did and the children shouting in the temple courts, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. 
Do you hear what these children are saying? They ask him. Yes, Jesus replied. Have you never read from the lips of children and infants, the Lord, you, you Lord, have called forth your praise? And he left them and went out to the city of Bethany, where he spent the night. On this very special day, they were waving palm branches and throwing down their cloaks in front of Jesus. We've been talking about walking with Jesus, and today we're walking with Jesus on the road to the cross. Now, I will forewarn you, I have used some scenes in my message this morning from the Passion of the Christ. They are real. And if that's something that you can't quite handle, I would suggest when we get there, uh, you just cover your eyes. I didn't do it intentionally. I didn't do it on purpose. There's no scare factor, fear factor, or anything like that. It's just the way it is. The Word of God says in uh, um, the 21, and a very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Now, if I were to get you to be able to do that, I would probably have to have three or four or maybe five, or maybe I'd have to buy you tickets to a Dallas Cowboys game. In order, see, I just say the word and you go, woo-hoo. But what about when we say Jesus is alive? I know what you'd be doing if Tony Romo was back on the Cowboys and he scored a touchdown. Some of you say boo and so, wow. But I know this, you would get more excited than that. When I would say Jesus is alive and he's coming down the aisle this morning. In fact, he's already here. Oh man, I feel sorry for Jesus. We just can't get there, can we? I can't imagine the ruckus there was in that city that day. I, I, I can't imagine the noises. But there were a few people that probably stood back and said, what in the world are you cheering about? I kind of do that when people are cheering for the cowboys. I go, what are you cheering for? What are you cheering about? Now, the fact of the matter is they were cheering because Jesus was a hero in their eyes. Jesus was the miracle worker. Jesus was the healer. Jesus was the one who could turn water into wine. He could take a couple of loaves of bread and feed 5,000 plus people. I mean, come on. Wouldn't you go see somebody like that? You would pay money to go see somebody like that. They were getting it free. Everywhere he went, he did something. And so they were cheering about this miracle worker. They were cheering about this healer. They were cheering about this one who could turn water into wine. That's pretty miraculous. They were cheering about this one who could take fish and loaves and break them up into a basket. I, I, I would have loved to have been there. 
I would have liked to have seen that. I, 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 I would have liked to have been the disciple who took the first basket and go, dude, it's full. And he passed it. And another disciple came and said, yours is full too? Yeah, this one's full too. Where did you get that basket? I don't know. I had to get it from somebody else because it just keeps filling up. And they keep starting these, and a basket, they pass them down the line and they're full. It'd be like passing the communion plate down among the rows of the people this morning. And when it gets to the end of the row, it's still full. And you look back, did you take it? Yeah, you got your, well, how come it's still full? And the disciples, they pick it up at the end of the row and go, it's still full. Can you imagine? It started to rumble. The people started to get excited. I mean, this was incredible because somebody would take fish and they would take a couple of loaves and they'd pass it down and it would get to the end of the row and the guy at the end of the row got it and he's going, man, this is full. Did anybody? Everybody's got some. What in the world is going on? Can you believe it? It's a miracle. And they were shouting, Hosanna for this miracle worker. His name was Jesus. What in the world are you cheering about? They were cheering about because they considered Jesus a king who would deliver them. And this is where they got it wrong. They were so fed up with Roman bondage. They were so fed up with Roman government. They were so fed up with taxes. Amen. They were, they were so fed up with all of that that they really thought that this guy, I mean, if he can turn water into wine, if he can, if he can miraculously make fish and loaves and there's 13 baskets left over after they fed 5,000 plus people and he can walk on water and all this other stuff, I mean, certainly this guy came to get us out of this Roman bondage and so he is the king. And no longer be taxed to the poorhouse. But there was a problem. What they didn't see was that his miracles were simple obedience to his father. Can you imagine for just a moment, in prayer you come before the heavenly father and say, Father, these people are hungry. I've just got a couple loaves and fishes. According to your will and purpose, would you feed these people? And he passed it out. God did the work. Heavenly Father, this poor lady has been suffering for years and years and years. This poor man has been blind ever since he was born. Ever since he was born, he was born blind. Heavenly Father, according to your will, in heaven, would you open his eyes? so connected to his father that all he was doing was living in simple obedience. Do you know simple obedience is almost out of the grasp of most, almost every human being? Do you ever think about that? Would you just simply be obedient? Have you ever said that to your child? I wish you would just simply be obedient. Wives, have you ever said that to your husband? <laughs> Never mind. Obedience, simple obedience. You know what? I believe that we would see more miracles in the church of Jesus Christ if we were simply obedient. But you see, we make it complicated. <laughs> you can't feed 5,000 people with two, five loaves and two fish. 
get real. I'm sorry, but this guy's been, he was, he, he was born blind. There's no way you can open his eyes, Lord. Don't you understand this? Isaiah 53, 4, surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. They didn't see that his kingdom was not of this earth. They didn't see that his kingdom was not of this earth. Revelation chapter 22 says, then the angel showed me the river of water of life as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the lamb will be in the city and his servants will serve him. They will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more or night. There will be no need of light of lamp for the light of the sun for the Lord God will give them light and they will reign forever and ever. They didn't see that kingdom. They didn't see that kingdom. All they saw was this guy that had turned the water into wine and he had fed over 5,000 people and he touched people and he healed them and he had the power to free them from Roman bondage. I mean, after all, the immediate is what we need, God. Just get me through today. That's all I need. Just get me through today. Don't worry about eternity. Just today. They didn't see the eternal kingdom. They didn't see Calvary. Matthew 27. From the sixth hour until the ninth hour, darkness came over all the land. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And when Jesus cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his life. They didn't see that. All they saw was a king that was going to free them from Roman bondage and I won't have to fill out my 1040s anymore. What they didn't see was the road to Calvary, the Via Dolorosa. And he wore a crown of thorns upon his head. 
of the Via Dolorosa. The road to the cross was a road of misrepresentation and injustice. Jesus stood before the governor and the governor asked, are you the king of the Jews? But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas to have Jesus executed. Which of the two of you want to release? Which of the two do you want me to release? Asked the governor. Barabbas, they answered. What shall I do then with Jesus, who is called Christ? And they answered, kill him. The road to the cross was a road of death and separation. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, 
he gave up his spirit. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The reality of the Via Dolorosa was sin. Yours and mine. We caused him to have to go through that. And I tell you, it would do us well to see that picture at least once a year to remind us of what Jesus, God's only son, went through for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. The reality of the road to Calvary was life. Yours and mine. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So here was this crowd, this mindless, happy-go-lucky, ready-to-party crowd, ready to sing happy days are here again. They think they're joining the parade of a victorious soldier and they're all going to be living in freedom once again. What they do not understand is that they are really marching in a funeral procession because the one who's riding on the donkey that day will soon be hanging on a cross. And as I look at them, I have to look at me. And I have to, I have to look at my life. What am I cheering about? Am I cheering about my accomplishments? Look at how good I am. Look at the things I've done. Look at the things I've accomplished. Look at the things I have in my possession. Look at the things I've accumulated in life. Look at the money I have in the bank. Look at the degrees that I have achieved. Do I cheer for my achievements or do I cheer for Jesus because he is my divine errand boy who will somehow make my life easier and pain-free if I just call out to him or because he's Jesus' superstar? It's easy to be in a crowd who's cheering for a winner. The mass hysteria just picks up and kicks in. Who are we cheering for? I don't know. Some guy over there. Hey, we're all cheering. How easy is it to cheer for someone who's broken and bruised? and bleeding and can't stand up because their body has been so beaten they have no life left in it. How easy is it to cheer for someone who had to die because of our sin? Suddenly I no longer want to be a part of the party. 
I want to find a solitary place and I want to fall on my face and I want to cry out to God. Because you know why? The roles are reversed today and he's cheering for you and me. Today, in heaven. He is the cheerleader of a throng of angels and saints who are saying, you can make it. I'm your savior. I've got all these people cheering for you. Get on the field. You can run for the touchdown. You can get to the goal line. You can make it. You can make it through this circumstance. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to be with you. I've been on the road all along the way. Don't you see me? Don't you hear me? Don't you hear my voice? Go. You're going to survive. I don't know what you're going through today. And I don't know what you might be cheering about or not cheering about. But God is on your side. In just one short week, we'll celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we'll sing praises to the one who won the victory over sin and death and now sits at the right hand of God the Father. But I would ask this. When we celebrate the victory of Jesus, will we really know what we're cheering about? Will we just join in the crowd because it's the thing to do on Resurrection Sunday? Or will we be able to celebrate with tears of joy because we have been to the cross? Will our celebration rise from having seen the beaten, lonely, pitiful Jesus and realizing that he died for me? It's good to cheer for Jesus but it's better to cheer from an understanding of faith in Christ. Yes, we celebrate the fact that Jesus is a hero. Yes, we celebrate the fact that Jesus is a miracle worker, but the most important reason we celebrate is that Jesus is the Savior. He's my Savior. And I will testify to you today I serve a risen Savior and he's in my world today. And I know that he's living and I don't care what people say. I hear his voice of comfort and cheer. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt when I put my head on the pillow tonight that Christ is my Savior and heaven is my home. <laughs> During this week, I ask you to let yourself experience the heaviness of the Last Supper. I want to encourage you to do something that maybe I, I don't know that I've ever encouraged anybody to do, and I don't know that I've ever asked you to do it here. But during this week, I would ask you to do something. I would ask that every day this week to Good Friday, you would get alone in your house by yourself in a room, by yourself some way with the two elements, bread and some juice. 
and you would take the Lord's Supper and experience it every day and allow the heaviness of that moment to flood into your life. I would ask you to allow the terror of Gethsemane to fit into your life this week. Do you know what I mean by the terror of Gethsemane? When Jesus went into that very lonely place and he knelt at that very lonely place and all of a sudden the whole reality of what was about to happen began to come upon his shoulders. And he actually prayed, Father, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. I'm so glad he finished that prayer with nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. I would encourage you this week as you get to the end of the week to allow the tragedy of Golgotha to settle in upon your soul. Because here's what I know. If you will do that this week, when you come to Resurrection Sunday next week, you'll be ready to cheer. And you'll be ready to respond at the top of your voice when I say, he is risen. You will say, he is risen indeed. And you will do so with a deep understanding of the reality of walking with Jesus. Praise team, would you come? We're going to close this morning with an awesome song. It is a declaration of the fact that Jesus is the Messiah. He is the son of the he is the risen son of our heavenly Father. And I want you to reflect on your life this morning. Has the reality of the Via Della Rosa set into your life? Or is this just something we do on Sunday? I want to tell you, if it's just something you do on Sunday, you are missing it. Heavenly Father, tears that had to flow from your eyes as you watched your only begotten son being beaten to death hung on a cross to die I can't even imagine the pain of that experience dear Jesus the fact that you would take that cross upon your shoulders, that you would take my sin, is more than I can even begin to imagine. Truly, truly, you are the Messiah, the risen one, the Son of God, who takes away the sin of the world.
And we rejoice in you this morning. We give you praise. Let us stand together.
remiss this morning if I did not make sure that you know these altars are always open. They are open for those who want to come and confess their sin and receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They are open to those who have been confronted with the reality of some sin in their lives even though they've received Christ. You haven't been walking where you need to walk. And the Holy Spirit has spoken to your heart this morning and says, you know, you need to get right. The altars are in this church are always open for those who wish to come and say, you know what? I'm done with this back and forth flip-flop stuff in my walk and I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. I want to be sanctified and set apart for His service. Our altars are only always open for those who wish to be healed in spirit and in body. And so I just want to take a moment and allow the Holy Spirit to work in your heart. If you need to come forward and receive Christ this morning, please do so. You say, well, it's kind of public. I, I've never done it that way before. That's all right. Jesus was humiliated on the cross because he was stripped naked for your sins. So that's the least we can do. You say, well, I don't want other Christians to know I got a problem in my heart. Really? Now's not the time for pride. In closing this morning, let's make this declaration together as a congregation one more time. Jesus Messiah name above all names, blessed Redeemer, Emmanuel, rescue for sin. Jesus is so-
Jesus, we thank you for your presence here today. And as there is work still being done around these altars this morning, I pray that your holy presence will continue to flood and continue to circle and envelop. Oh God, Lord, send us revival. Send us revival. We thank you for being here today. May the God of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be with you as you leave this place. Leave this place in his peace and in his strength and in his glory and in his magnificence. May it fill your heart throughout this day and through this week in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to make sure that all of you are aware of the gathering this afternoon. Doors open at 4.30, begins at 6.30. I'd like to see a great delegation from our church down there celebrating with the saints of God from around the city. God bless you. Go in his peace.